Welcome to Tea Not Coffee, a podcast for the mature Christian woman with a focus on constant growth and fruitfulness in your natural and spiritual life. I'm your host, Brittany Smalls, and in closing out the month of May, as we enter the month of June, I'd like to go into the vault and bring out Brittany's classics. Today's word, charged to grow. Enjoy. I want to share with you that there has been a charge for you to grow. That's right. Growing in your personal experience with God, growing in your calling, growing in your ministry, growing in your family, growing in your womanhood, growing in your manhood, you have a charge to grow. So let's dive in. I am excited. Your encouragement for today, charged to grow. So exactly what do you mean? Let me tell you a story. There was a point in my life where I was absolutely terrified to get into water. It it stemmed from a time where I went to a beach um, and we actually, I, I was in the water. I didn't have a problem getting in the water as a child. And but that one experience at the beach, it was a summer trip with my family. And I don't know what happened. I was on the edge of the sand and you know how the sand of the beach kind of seems like it shifts and moves. Well, I was standing there and I had come in and I was going in and, you know, just playing around like all the other kids and everybody else was doing. And before I know it, I wasn't but, you know, toothpick thin, y'all. So I was didn't take much. But nevertheless, I was at the edge of the water or not at the edge, I was in the water already. And as I was walking down, it's like you slope down and the water came. And before I knew it, I was under the water. Now, I cannot tell you what went through my mind because I was, I saw myself laying on my back and I could see like the sun up, you know, above me. And I knew I was under the water, but I couldn't scream. I couldn't yell. I wasn't flailing around or panicking or anything. I just knew that I was in a situation that I could not get myself out of. Well, my um from the bank side from the the beach where we were at my mom was yelling for my my dad who was you know out he's he's military so he has experience in the water and he can swim and my sisters were out there so um i remember I, I, my sister actually cuz my father was way out in the water so he could not get to me so what are my sisters came and and kind of hauled me back in and they were carrying me and i remember I, I got out i didn't have to be resuscitated or anything like that it was just really a scary incident and that one incident forever almost i mean just trapped me in fear and i did not want to go anywhere near water definitely not a beach but it could have been a kiddie pool i was not going near it okay i didn't want to have that feeling that traumatic experience come back up again i it was i mean it locked me in anytime we went out it was a hotel with a pool i i wouldn't go um i'd stay on the sidelines it was just not for me well I had that fear of water well into my adult years. In fact, 
What continued to push me and nudge me was the, the birthing of my first child, my son, my oldest son. And I remember not wanting him to fear the water the way that I did. I wanted him to learn how to swim. I wanted him to have those experiences and I wanted him to enjoy the water. I wanted him to be a kid that didn't fear it, right? And so I made up my mind that the only way that I would not continue to pass on this fear was if I got back in the water and I went in self-taught and all, and I started to inch my way in and I started at the three feet, right? I'm only about five, six. So that all by itself is like to my waist. And so when I say that was a process all by itself to get me to the three, to, to even make myself say, yes, I'm going to try this again. Knowing how easy it is to lock up and fear what change might be coming and, and how quickly the water might come up upon me and how cold the water might be. I had to psychologically get out of my own head and say that if I want my child to go enjoy the water, he has to first see mommy enjoying the water. So I began to inch by inch, make my way through the pool. And eventually I made my way to the deeper end of the pool. Now, I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't get into the eight foot, the 10 foot, the 12 and any, I stop at about seven, <laughs> okay? And that's because I have trained myself to confidently know where I'm at in the water and to know how to navigate the water. I don't do a whole lot of the you know rigmarole, but I had to get to a place where I could confidently say, this is doable. The water does not control me. I had to grow into the person who could willingly put my son in the water and actually teach him how to move and you know kick his little feet and watch him grow and thrive in that capacity. Well, guess what? I didn't just dive in to the eight foot, 10 foot pool. I didn't just let anybody around me because you know some of us, we feel like, oh, the best way to teach you to swim is just throw you in. You don't need to be around me <laughs> because you might get hurt, okay? But in all honesty, that is a very real life example of how we are. We will allow something traumatic something unfortunate to bind us up and stunt our growth. It will cause us to miss out on the experiences of life. It will cause us to think that we are being fruitful and productive when really all we have are leaves. And that mentality is no good for the kingdom. And I can assure you, it is no good for your personal life. Let's go into scripture today. Let's start here 
And let's go into Mark chapter 11. Uh, Mark 11, 12 through 14, this talks about when Jesus was entering into uh, the city and he was hungry, right? He had already gone and he was leaving uh, Bethany. Let me get there to make sure I'm giving you Mark 11, Mark 11, 12 through 14. And I really like this because God really is sharing with us how we need to grow and develop. All right. So Mark 11, 12, and I'm, I'm reading it here from the King James today. And it says, verse uh, 12, it says, and on the morrow, meaning the next day, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. Jesus was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came. If happily he might find anything there, meaning he came to the tree expecting to find some fruit. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for the time of figs was not yet. And verse 14 says, and Jesus answered and said unto it, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. And then if we jump to verse 20 through 24, it says, and in the morning, meaning the next day, so a few days have passed here. In the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. So we're talking about today, you are charged to grow. This was not Jesus's first encounter, right? With this fig tree. In fact, there, well, I'll say it like this. The different gospels depict it slightly different. Let's see how uh, John, I'm sorry, how John chapter 15 talks about Jesus and his relationship being in the vine. So John 15, we have of uh, everybody, you know, really knows this scripture. And for those of you who don't, please read the scripture. It is amazing to really see yourself in this light. And it talks about Jesus being the true vine. And he says, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. All right, that's John 1, I'm sorry, 15, 1 through 1 and 2. And he says, now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. Now, why am I talking about this today? Because you have a charge to grow. 
You have a command. You have been given a directive by the authority that is in Jesus Christ for you to grow. You have a responsibility placed on you to expand your knowledge, to continue to develop to a point of maturity. That's what it means to grow. You have been given a clear demand that you must grow. When Jesus came into uh, the city and he was looking for something to eat and he saw the fig tree, what made him think that there would be figs on the tree? He saw the leaves. So he goes on to say, okay, well, I'm hungry. When I get there, I don't see any fruit. So guess what? If you're not going to produce now, you'll never produce because your time has clearly come and all you are doing is putting out leaves. Hear the word of the Lord today. If you are afraid to move forward because you have had some traumatic experience, such as I did with the water, nearly drowning because that all by itself is scary. It's real scary. It will cripple you from advancing. And it takes something more precious, more valuable for you to break out of that fear and say, no longer will you dominate my life. It took me becoming a mother and realizing the opportunities and the things I wanted my son to have for me to say, I'm going to go forward in this no more. There was a greater purpose. And that was through motherhood for me. Your greater purpose could be something else. You could have been traumatized. You could have been scared. You could be right now having to make a life altering decision, but you're afraid because you don't have all the dots all the bullet points, all the boxes checked. You don't know where the next move is actually going to take you. You don't know where you're going to live. You don't know how you're going to pay these bills. We're still in a pandemic. There's still places that are totally hot spots, right? There's still things that are happening. And yet God is saying, grow. And yet God is saying, develop. And yet you're saying, but God, not the, but God, I believe, but God, I got victory, not, but God did it and made it. You're saying, but God, I doubt, but God, I'm afraid, but God, this is too much water to drink, right? You're saying, but God, I don't have, you know, the education for that, but God, I've never done this before. And God is saying, I need you to grow. And the only way you're able to do it isn't by your own power. It's because you're connected to the source of power. You're connected to the vine. You're connected. If you abide in him and he abides in you, you can Ask whatsoever you will. When you believe it, you shall have it. When you pray, the scripture says, right? So I had to get out of that place of saying, oh no, oh no, I'm good. I'm on the side. No, y'all go and y'all enjoy the water. 
I had to realize that I wanted to get in the water, but I had allowed the thought of what I didn't know about the water to dictate my ability to navigate the water. So many of us are right now in life, in your personal life. You're in relationships where you are wondering, where's this going? And you are wondering how much longer until. You're wondering, when is it going to change? Well, guess what? When you start to pray, when you start to connect to the change maker, to the way maker, to the true vine, when you start praying, believing God for what you're praying for, you believe and you watch what God does for you. Amen. So I want to encourage you today. You have a charge to grow. You have been charged. You have been commanded to grow. Let me tell you, this scripture has been a life-changing scripture for me. Matthew chapter 3, verse 10. And I pray it blesses you because truly it is a life-changing scripture. When you begin to think about who you are in God and who God is in you, you will begin to do things differently. I write in my book yesterday, today, and forever about um, that swimming experience, right? It's in um, chapter four of the book where I talk about how you have to be willing to go deeper, how you have to be willing to take those next steps, how you have to um, be willing to go beyond the known. My prayer is, my prayer is that we as a people, that we as believers in God are willing to go beyond the surface, that we are willing to go deeper, that we become and live out who God has called us to be. Matthew 3 and 10, it says this, and now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Trees here meaning, you know, in reference to the people. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth Good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I read this scripture back in, and I've read it several times, but it, it illuminated in my spirit. Hallelujah. Back in about uh, 20, early 2020. And I had declared then that my life was not going to be just a life of fluffy, green, lavish leaves that no one could get something from me when they came to me, that when I needed to be a source of nourishment for someone through the word, that they couldn't find anything but pretty leaves. I had determined within myself that I was not going to be hewn down and cast into the fire. I am living a life of growth because I have a charge to produce good fruit. You have got a charge in your life to produce good fruit. If you find yourself struggling to grow, remember last week we talked about the value of dirt, right? 
that ground, that soil is already valuable. It is already rich with everything you need. Yes, does the farmer come along and add some fertilizer and add some water to it? Yes, absolutely. But all by yourself. I have seen uh, skilled farmers, truth be told, can put a seed in the ground, till it, till the ground, get it ready, put a seed in it, water it once or twice and leave it. And that seed will begin to spring up. Springing up is growing, right? You can be in a position where you feel like I have just been left here. Oh, I haven't felt God move in so long. I haven't, you know, done. You have a charge to grow. If you have been in ministry, if you have been serving, if you have been praying, if you have been um, attending church and you have not been growing, then you have been doing nothing but producing, hey, leaves. And God is saying, no more am I going to tolerate the leaves because my word says, if you don't produce fruit, the consequence of that is you are cut down and cast into the fire. They, the, the men would come, the husbandmen would come and gather you up as sticks and throw you off to the brush. We do that today, right? Trim trees, we either, um, you know, make it sawdust or whatever, or we, we wood chips, or we throw it in the, the brush in the fire. We do it today. It has no use, no purpose, right? There's another scripture where Jesus talks about, uh, he gives the parable and um, he says, uh, a husbandman, he went out to the, the fig tree and he says, you know, it's been three years now and this fig tree has yet to produce. Why suffer it to be in the ground any longer? Cut it down. So then the husbandman says, oh, well, no, no, no. Let me, let me uh, get it another year and put some dung around it, fertilize it. And that way um, it'll, it'll produce, right? The point of this is, if you aren't producing, even with the mess, <laughs> hallelujah, even with the fertilizer of life, then that speaks to the root, hallelujah, hallelujah, that's within you. You need to be connected to another vine, hallelujah, all right? You need a new connection, a real connection, and it starts by being cut off and then repurposed, all right? We are encouraging you today. You have a charge to grow. I want you to walk in life confidently, confidently with faith, with excitement, with zeal, with knowledge right? With hope. I could not get into a swimming pool today if I didn't take the steps inch by inch, step by step, foot by baby step foot into those pools. I self-taught. Now I'm wading and I'm waddling and I'm, I'm floating and all of that. Am, am I Michael Phelps? No. <laughs> means. But I can assure you, if I needed to help my child and myself in the pool, I could do that because that was my goal, to be able to produce enough stamina, to be able to produce enough skill that I wouldn't just be out there helpless. 
And likewise, I share that to say to you today, if you are finding yourself just going along to get along, if you are finding yourself just being all right, amen. If you are finding yourself just making do, you know, I, my, my mother in the gospel has said, you got a that'll do spirit. Oh, that'll do. <laughs> oh, well, that's all right. That'll do. Then you got a that'll do spirit. No, it is time to produce. For surely we know that God is coming back. Hallelujah. We thank him for his promise in his word. But you can't just sit here and, oh, I'm just, I'm just wait on the Lord. Right? The fig tree, as I researched it, and I'm, I'm coming to a close here, as I, I researched the importance of the fig tree, the fig tree, oh my gosh, talk about durability. Talk about the source that it provides food to the animals and even to the people in which it's uh, located. Talk about resourceful. Talk about resilient. Talk about the fact that its roots go deep. Talk about the fact, right? And to think that the Bible says it was cursed. It had withered at the root. If your roots are not planted in the true vine, if you're not connected, if you are in good soil, hallelujah, if you're not being used based on your value, then you already know it's time to go. But I am here to encourage you. You can have what you desire in prayer if you're connected to the vine, if you're producing fruit, if you're living life on purpose. I realize that me becoming the person God has called me to be with the ministry of prayer. It's not just, you know, when I'm in my secret place praying that I become that person. No, I am that person. Every aspect, every facet of my life takes on that characteristic, right? So we're going to help you all grow so that you can say yes to forever, walking confidently, walking boldly and declaring that your savior lives, that he is real, and that he is soon to come. Wow. You have a charge to grow. What a word. I enjoyed it. It is twice as nice the second time around. And ladies, I certainly pray that what's been said today blesses you to continue to be steadfast and unmovable in your pursuit of Christ for your life. As always, please share this podcast with a friend or sister in Christ if you believe it will be a blessing to their life. Thanks for listening. Join me next week for another cup of tea, not coffee, where the conversation is harvested from the word and steeped in prayer.